well, well, well. Welcome to your favorite Thursday podcast. I'm Nick Mitchell. And I'm Scott Tedford Barnes. And you are listening to Legends of Sportsball, an educational celebration of useless jock knowledge. Thank you for joining us. We have a very special episode today, don't we, Scott? Excited. It's all the special. It's all the episode. All the time. We're at Sherwood Elementary School today. Mm-hmm. Today is Thursday, June 29th, 2023. It is National Handshake Day. You didn't hear it, but that was a handshake. Gentlemen. Gentlemen. All right. Uh, we'll do Sky Scoreboard Stomper. <laughs> we've got our Flex Seal. We've got three notable jabronis. We will get into our Hall of Fame inductee, Steve Hamilton. Steve Hamilton. We've got a special guest. His son, Dan Hamilton, is the principal here at Sherwood Elementary, and he'll be talking to us about his father, our inductee. Yeah. Then we'll get our scoreboard stumper answer. We'll go to church. We've got a shampoo. We've got another first 48, another edition of first 48. And then we'll send you on your merry little way. So without further ado, hit me with that scoreboard stumper. Sky. All right. So stupid baseball facts. Let's talk stupid baseball facts. All right. I want to know. Not who holds the most walk, who, not, not the record for the most walks in a game. I want to know who has the most intentional walks in one game. Like who has been intentional walked? Intentionally walked? The, the most, most in one game. In one game? Who has, the, who has a record for it for the most in one game? Now we got a list of heavy hitters here. Now is it Barry Bonds? Is it Andre Dawson? Is it Roger Maris? Is it Mark McGuire or Sammy Sosa? I want to narrow it down to McGuire and Bonds. I'm going to say Bonds. Seems like an obvious um, ringer, like fake answer. But against my better judgment, I'm going with Barry Bonds. We'll get that stumper answer after the Steve Hamilton inductee. Uh, moving on to our Flex Seal of the Week. Hi, Phil Swift here for Flex Tape, the super strong waterproof tape. That can instantly patch, bond, seal, and repair. Each week, we recognize a franchise transaction that in no way fills the needs of the organization. This week's Flex Seal of the Week is Chris Paul of the Suns, then the Wizards, then the Warriors. We're going to key in on the Wizards making a franchise transaction that in no way fills their needs. The Wizards trade for Chris Paul and then trade him away in order to get draft picks from both the Suns and the Warriors as well as guard Jordan Poole. Yeah. The Warriors could no longer afford, really, uh, Jordan's contract. Um, but as far as I'm concerned, yeah, the Warriors don't really need a point guard, uh, especially that one, one that's that old. Um but yeah, Jordan Poole to the Wizards. Shout out to the Wizards on once again just being completely irrelevant again. Yeah. <laughs> Who'd they give up to the Suns? I don't even know. Uh, Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal. Bradley so Beal. Like, so that's how they really lose in this whole deal. They give him up to get a bunch of draft picks and, and Jordan Poole essentially. It really makes no sense. And some of those draft picks aren't even effective until about 2027 and even 2030. Yeah, we were arguing that, not arguing, but we were discussing that the reason they get a 2030 first round pick is the Wizards are banking on the Warriors falling off by then. <laughs> because before then, like a first round pick from the Warriors is really just like an early second round pick, essentially. It's yeah. not even a very high, it's not a real first round pick. So I don't know. Good luck with that, Wizards. Yeah. Have fun not being relevant again. 
Wow. All right. Uh, moving on to notable jabronis. We'll start with Les Miles. Oof. LSU head coach. He now vacates his 2012 to 2015 wins. All of them. And he's ineligible for the College Football Hall of Fame as well. Forever. Forever. Um, all because offensive lineman Vidal Alexander was ineligible throughout his entire time from 2012 to 2015. So, yeah, LSU just lost all those wins. It's a definite bl- black eye on the community. Uh, for all of the Tigers fans, it doesn't matter. He still won with Joey Burrow. <laughs> Yeah, you can't take away those wonderful memories, but I mean, yeah, to be left out of a uh, Hall of Fame that you were pretty much a shoe in, shoe in to get into at this point, you will just be left out. It's, it's a bummer, but that's what you get, man. That's what you get. Play stupid games, win fabulous <laughs> prizes. Absolutely. All right, moving on to our next uh, jabroni, uh, Steve Lemke, assistant. Bowling, college bowling coach at Stephen F. Austin. He's the assistant to his wife. Yeah. Which makes us even funnier. Well, it's really just sad. Sad and funny. But you want to take it away. Yeah, sure. Uh, Steve was caught having an affair with one of the bowling players while his wife, Amber, was the head coach. Um, he resigned um, rather than be, be fired. And the worst is that he... His comments. His comments are just the worst. <laughs> I, I mean, just get ready because this is so stupid. Put your seatbelt on. Ready? Okay. He said, I knew it was kind of a no-no, but there's not a rule saying it can't happen. There's not a law saying I'm going to go to jail for doing something like this. There's nothing in stone. I guess it's just an ethics code, like a frown upon it, but there's no rule. There's no law broken. Wow, what a douchebag. <laughs> he doubles down. And he says, I was the stay-at-home dad for five years with the kids while Amber got to go off and coach the team. And when she'd get back, I'd run practices on top of taking the ki- care of the kids while she was back. When they'd travel again, I would sit back and take care of the kids. Then I got hired on. She almost forced me to run practices. I was a volunteer at the time before that, before that, trying to help out Amber. What a victim. He's such a victim. Yeah, you're like, what do you mean? Okay, you're like, oh, I'm so, I had to stay at home and take care of the kids. Is this some kind of you like... cheated on your wife with a college student. <laughs> you're an idiot. Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah, your self-justification is hilarious. Get- One, the cheating. Two... It's like barely an adult. Yeah. Oh my God. Get off our land, Steve. Yes, man. We're done with you. All right. One last one. Jack Jones, Patriots cornerback, defensive back, busted with two guns at an airport. Um, and what makes it worse is he was just on Twitter making fun of John Morant. Yeah, he, like saying like "get your head right, kid" or something. Like he was that. like he was, and he was mentioning the guns specifically. He's just like, man, if you're gonna carry around guns, make sure someone else is holding on to them for you. Like you can't get busted with the guns. What are you thinking? Yeah, that's why Ray Lewis had pe- people take falls for him. Come on. Doesn't anybody remember what Chris Carter said at the rookie camp that got him in trouble? Oh, shit. Do you remember that? He like we like he was speaking to like a bunch of rookies, like the rookie thing with the NFL Players Union, and he got up there. I guess not even realizing it's like televised on ESPN and all this stuff. Just saying, you got to get yourself a fall guy. Yeah. Like if you're gonna go out and do drugs and have guns and do what you, want, you just have to find someone who's gonna take the fall for you. And everyone's like, what? 
What, I mean, what, like, what are you doing, man? You're like, hmm, Tylenol, Ace Bandage, probably like a neck pillow, couple 45s. This is perfect for a plane fight. Yeah, what? <laughs> it's just even dumber because it's like he obviously recognizes what a risk that is because he was just making fun of John Moran about it. It's just ridiculous. It's man. 2023. Guns aren't even cool anymore, dude. Jabronize him. Bye. All right, let's move on to our very special Hall of Fame inductee, Steve Hamilton. Steve Hamilton. Steve Absher Hamilton was born November 30th, 1934 in Columbia, Kentucky. Hamilton attended Charleston High High School, sorry, Charleston High School in Indiana, where he was a multi-sport athlete. Steve grew to be six foot six and is born and was both a dominant power forward and a formidable left-handed pitcher. After graduation, he attended Moorhead State University in Moorhead, Kentucky, where he excelled in basketball. From 1954 to 1958, Steve scored 1,829 points for the Eagles, and he established five Moorhead State rebounding records. Stingle season average at 20.1, career average at 16.4, single game with 38 in a single season with 543 and a grand total of 1,675 boards. Wow. Okay, I should mention, we've got Dan Hamilton in the house, our special guest. He is Steve Hamilton's son. That is just insane. Here we go. All right, so here we go. All right. Uh, Hamilton earned All-American honors in 1957 and was a two-time selection to the Ohio All-Ohio Valley Conference first team. The Minneapolis Lakers selected Steve in the second round of the 1958 NBA draft, but before he ever made an official NBA start, he pitched the entire baseball season for the Cleveland Indians B-level minor league team. The NBA season was just 72 games at that time. Major League Baseball was still playing 154 games in a season allowing Hamilton to slot both sports together. And as a starter, Steve finished the baseball season with a 15-14 and 14 record before changing into sneakers and making it all the way to the NBA Finals with the Lakers. Bob Cousy, Bill Russell, and Red Auerbach for the Boston Celtics would sweep the Lakers in four games with the last game of the series ending on April 8, 1959, perfectly on time for the baseball season. Not much time to dwell. No. <laughs> Got to gear up for another professional sports career. Yeah, just, just ice it. <laughs> <laughs> Hamilton pitched for the single-A Cleveland affiliate in 1959, posting a 14-10 record while his Lakers team would reach the playoffs but fall in the divisional finals. Steve continued to work his way through the Cleveland farm system while the Lakers would continue to flounder in the playoffs. The Lakers finished their 1960 season on April 1st, 1961, and that was the last time Steve graced the NBA with his presence. 22 days later, Hamilton made his Major League debut for Cleveland, pitching in two games before spending the majority of 1961 at the AAA level. By 1962, Hamilton was pitching regularly in the Major Leagues with the Washington Senators. Very rarely used as a starter, Steve used his NBA-sized wingspan to put hitters at a disadvantage by throwing sidearm. That's terrifying as a left-handed batter. (laughs) Terrifying. All right, Hamilton remained with the Senators until 1963 before spending the bulk of his career with the New York Yankees. From 1963 to 1970, Hamilton was mostly used as a middle reliever, though he did throw a complete game shutout over the Cleveland Indians in 1968. Nice. Hamilton developed an... 
an anephus pitch, not unlike Spaceman Bill Lee's Spaceball, that Steve names the Folly Floater. <laughs> Hamilton would round out his major league uh, career with Chicago White Sox in 1970, the San Francisco Giants in 71, and finally Chicago Cubs in 1972. Hamilton would retire after the 1972 season, finishing with a career ERA of 3.05. A total record of 40 wins and 31 losses and 531 career strikeouts. Following his retirement, Steve became a member of the Detroit Tigers pitching staff uh, in 1975 and would eventually become the athletic director of his alma mater, Moorhead State. Steve Hamilton passed away from colon cancer on December 2nd, 1997 at his home in Moorhead, Kentucky. Hamilton is only is is one of only two people to play in both the NBA Finals and the World Series. And had he won one of them... He'd be a household name. Yeah, and I, I think, I had that in there, that I think he's the only man to ever do the World Series NBA Championship and an NCAA tournament. So I think he's the only man, wow. if you throw that one in there. Uh, Steve's legacy in sports spreads across two of the hardest pro sports, including a sparkling college career, the honor of wearing Yankee pinstripes, and the gold and purple of the Lakers. And for that, you are a legend. Truly a legend. Once you say what you were saying earlier about his name being Steve Hamilton, yeah, it's it's funny because you know you think of you know Steve that's short uh, that's short for Stephen, but his actual birth certificate his name is Steve. So he grew up there was no Stephen there, so he was it just baby says Steve. Steve. He was never right. a real right. Stephen. Just no. he's actually Steve. That is true. So it says here that you're. Dad played for Yogi Berra in 1964. He did. He did. Anything to say about that? Um, you know, he was he was actually a part. Um, I know one of the stories that he would tell you is um, he was actually on the bus. If you heard about the old harmonica story, did you ever hear that about where? No. It, it was a great story, um, and, and I'm going to get the names all wrong, but there was – I can't remember who was playing a harmonica. They had just lost a the game. They're getting on the bus, and um, – and um, somebody, I guess, was playing the harmonica and in the back, and Yogi turned around and said, you need to stop playing that in some certain words or it's going to go somewhere in particular. Yeah. And uh, the person said um, in the back said, what did he say? The guy who was playing it, and he said, he said, Yogi said to play it louder. So we did, <laughs> and that didn't quite sit as well. But um, anyways, so Yeah. <laughs> So he he did he did have now that you mentioned that it kind of comes to mind. He did uh he did tell me a story one time too about Yogi. I guess they went out to dinner and it was one of the yogiisms, you know, all the stuff he say. I guess they were eating pizza and there were four or five guys and so the pizza came out and the guy started to cut he says you want me to cut it in this many pieces. He said no go cut it cut it in more pieces that way we'll all get more pizza. And it's kind of like <laughs> Typical yogi style, right? Genius. Uh, Tommy John said of your father, he said he had two prominent physical characteristics other than his height. A protruding Adam's apple that bobbed as he spoke and a Nellie Fox-sized wad of chewing tobacco in his cheek. That is true. That is true. He was, he actually, when he played uh, in the the bigs, you know, at that time, you know, tobacco chewing, that stuff was prominent, right? I mean. Everywhere. And they used to have contests, right? So we had spittoons all over our house. He would win (laughs) from being able to spit. I mean, they were from, like, events on the field. So... But with that, a great story of I, – I don't know if there's anybody in the world that's ever done this, but he actually um, – it was he was pitching for the Yankees really hot, and he actually came into the game and actually swallowed some of the tobacco. He got sick during the game, 
turned around, and I believe it was Bobby Richardson and Tony Kubek were playing in the infield. They came up because my dad bent over on the back of the mound. He threw up on the mound. I believe it was at Yankee Stadium. <laughs> so he got sick from chewing. He so threw up, at Yankee threw up on the mound. <laughs> the mound at he did. He did. So dear not a George, yeah. DNA is permanently. Yeah, That's exactly. <laughs> it. That is exactly. It. Um, yeah, I, there's this interesting part of the footnotes or footies as we call it. There's this, uh, the only other person to play in both a World Series and an NBA Finals was Gene Conley. That's right. And he won a World Series in 1957 with the Braves, but he was on the Celtics team that defeated yes, your did. dad. Yeah, he, he was a winner in both, so, you know, we don't talk about that. We don't talk about Gene yeah. Conley? Okay, we won't talk about He's a, He's banned from the show, actually. Right. From now right. on, we don't talk about Gene Conley on this show. <laughs> I just want to highlight again the fact that he played for both the Yankees and the Lakers. Like, yeah. the most storied popular franchises in both sports that he was part of. So that's yeah. that's really neat. Was, and neat and I also mentioned since no one can see us that that uh Dan is wearing uh Yankee pinstripes right now for this occasion. You know, I don't get to wear the Yankee shirt in Cincinnati very often. So this was I <laughs> He's thought, tucked away in his reasonable. office at the school yeah. with just us. He's <laughs> It's uh, yeah, as long as not the Cardinals. Right. I'm good. <laughs> Excellent. So uh, hit me, baby, one more time with that scoreboard stumper, Scotty. All right. I want to know who has the record for the most all-time intentional walks in one game. Barry Bonds, Andre Dawson, Roger Maris, Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa. So I guess Barry Bonds. Uh, you want to give a guess? I, I, I'm going to go Mark McGuire. Yeah, I was going to say that's like my second. That's like my backup guess. Because I remember La Russa was like batting McGuire leadoff for a while during when he was really on that tear because he just knew he was going to be on base. So It was Andre Dawson. Andre Dawson! He, so check this out. The 1990 wire-to-wire Reds intentionally walked him five times in one game. Brilliant. I mean, I play wiffle ball, right? And like every team has one ringer hitter on their team. And when I pitch, I'll just walk him. Yeah, I'll just skip him. I'd be terrified of Andre Dawson too. Yeah, in his prime, he was wild. That was a problem with the Cubs, though. Is I feel like a lot of times their teams weren't so great, even though they had him. You could just pitch around guys like Ryan Sandberg and Andre Dawson to get to, like, um, Bugs McKenzie. I don't know Ray Sanchez. <laughs> Ray Sanchez. Literally, yeah. yeah <laughs> I know uh, it sounds like I made that name up. Yeah, but. yeah. Mark Prayer. Uh. <laughs> that well, that was way later. Yeah. But anyway, all right, so that was a good stumper. Let's get into church. Thoughts and prayers to the 3,000-plus bill season ticket holders that will potentially lose their season tickets in 2026 when they build their new smaller stadium. Yeah, so there's 63,000 <laughs> bills ticket whole season ticket holders, but their new stadium that opens in 2026 only holds 60,000. Yeah, there's good. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. That's pretty wild. I feel bad for those people. Do you have any thoughts on that? Well, you know, I mean, they're Bills fans. You know, ah! so, you know it, it's okay. Roasted. It's too cold to go sit in the uh, stadium anyway, so. Yeah. I like the sound of that. Okay, and then shampoo. Shampoo. Happy birthday. Shampoo. Derek Jeter. Um, I guess for his birthday, uh, David Ortiz, Big Pappy. Um, gifted him, presented him with a Red Sox jersey, like a Jeter number two Red Sox jersey. I saw that video. I watched it. I watched it a day or two ago. I thought his response was pretty good, just to toss it to the side and just <laughs> continue right on. Right, just didn't happen. <laughs> you can't touch that when it's a, when it's a Red Sox Yankee. That's that's too too close. No, David Ortiz is just. It's so he's just. 
He's just classic, man. He's a treasure. For sure. I, I will say this real quick. Back in the day when I was playing uh, American Legion baseball, I pitched against Derek Jeter. I was playing – yeah, it was no – he was kidding. playing. He, he was from Michigan, and he played in a team. I didn't know it at the time until after the fact. But uh, I'm sure he probably homered. I was going to ask, what, what do you do? There was no kind – but no, I, I don't you remember him. You struck him out. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. That's I struck exactly out Derek right. Jeter. Three pitches, blew it by him. Right. <laughs> People still talk about it to this day. <laughs> Shampoo. All right, and then first 48. It's our newest um, segment. Um, HBO picked the Jets to be hard knocks this year. They uh, did not want to do it, but, you know, I'm sure they don't really have a choice. It's probably written into their deal. But, um, yeah, we're really interested in uh, the Jets' hard knocks with Aaron Rodgers and Zach Wilson. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait till like someone has like a psychedelic freak out and disappears in episode three. Um, it's more the NFL that forced us on the Jets than anybody else, and HBO's job is just to film it. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah. I feel like the NFL is probably just—it's probably written to their deal. They have to do it. Yeah, it's funny. I bet like the NFL's default for everything is the Jets. <laughs> <laughs> like, what percentage of market do you think is going to be like forty-year-old women watching because of Zach Wilson? Are, no, are we a Jets or a Giants fan? Uh, I I would say I would probably pull for the for the Giants because Phil Sims he was a Moorhead State grad, right? Oh, okay. Phil so Sims I, with the Moorhead so State. I, I would lean. I would lean to the. You Giants. guys are a Moorhead State family. That makes right. sense. Yeah. I like that. We like. We definitely prefer the Giants. I like what they're doing lately. I'm interested to see what they do this year. Everyone everyone talks about the Jets this year though being this big. Like they're they're already trying to put them ahead of the Bills and Bengals, and I'm like, eh, I don't yeah, know I, I'm like I love I'm, Sauce Gardner, but. Double down on a leave during any time Aaron Rodgers opens his mouth. Gosh. <laughs> All right. Well, don't forget to subscribe to our weekly podcast and check out our other episodes available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and more. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Legends of Sportsball. You can also find us on Twitter at L Sportsball. Make, make sure to become a member of our Facebook group, The Best and Worst of Sports Twitter, a subsidiary of Treadbook, to join the conversation and revel in sport in real time. Tune in Thursday, July 13th as we induct Lenny Randall. Thank you, uh, Dan Hamilton, for coming to the show. And thank you, listeners, uh, once again, for listening to Legends of Sports Ball. May the sports be with you. Always. <laughs>